Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Save the Lord. Pastor Bob, you are tuning in to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live. This What is it? Uh, I should know this. Uh, November 6th, 2022, from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. 
This is KDIX. This is an AM radio station that's been here since Christopher Columbus. It's an old radio station right here in the heart of Dickinson, North Dakota. We come here every Sunday night, come down to the studio, and uh, pray and ask God to give us a little word or message for not only our area here, but we're being picked up on the Internet. So we are live in all over the world, I guess, if you want to listen to us, kdix.net, Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And I was encouraged by a lady named Sister Beth from Grand Forks. She encouraged me that it's not just for the Dickinson audience, and but but um, that there's plenty of people listening. And I, I do believe that. I know that. And it's fun. It's enjoyable for me to run into people all the time that say they listen to us. And, and even occasionally I'll run into people here in town, they'll say, are you Pastor Bob? I recognize your voice. That's nice. I appreciate that. Um, there's, there, You know, there are some pretty neat things that happen to me, like just being out in the public and running into people that were in our jail ministry. Hey, Pastor Bob, you remember me? And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But sometimes the more they talk, it comes back to me. So I'm thankful for that. Um, my whole joy and my whole goal in life is to try to make an impact. I I want to, I'm 64 years old and I feel pretty young but I want to leave this world and take as many people with me as I can to heaven. I want to influence as many people as I can with this Acts 238 message. Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that that's the plan of salvation and I want <coughs> there's no secrets here, there's no surprises. I'm on the radio to try to influence you and to try to uh, help you add that truth to what you already know if you know something about God already. Well, I brought my guitar into the studio. I feel like singing, so hope, hope, hopefully somebody wants to listen to me. We've got, who's, who's uh, texting me? Tim in North Carolina's texting me. Uh, let's see, I think Brother, um, let's see, who was first? Brother Johnson, Brother Greg Johnson was the first to text me. They they didn't change the time down in Arizona, so that, that puts it me at a different time for him. We've got Abe and Sierra, Cassidy and Orrin listening tonight, Yvonne and Marin and Bowman. Uh, we've got, um, let's see who else, Sister Bretz is listening. She wasn't able to come to church. She's a lady from Kildare. That's about 30, what, 37 miles north of us, 35 miles north of us. Uh, we've got uh, Mark and Patty listening and Harvey We've got Brother Jones listening out in Minneapolis. Tell it, he said. So that's a good friend of mine. We pray for each other. It's what a what a what a you know what a friend when you have friends that pray for you. You pray for them. Uh, that's that's just a good good friend. Well, let's see here. Got a couple songs I'm thinking of. So let's try this one here. You know, it's kind of scary when you're on live radio and you don't have the words written down. So you hope your mind remembers them as you go along. Funny how songs work, though. We know that the rich man glories in his money. And the strong man glories in his strength. We know that the superstar glories in his fame. Let not the righteous man glory in these things. Let him that glories glory in the Lord. Let him that glories 
glory in the Lord, for He knows His Creator and the power of His Word. Let the righteous man glory in the Lord. We know that the wise man glories in his wisdom. And the sports fan glories in his team. Some people glory in the gold and the diamond ring. And I'm gonna glory in the King of Kings glory Glory in the Lord Glory Glory in the Lord For I know my Creator And the power of His Word Let the righteous man Glory in the Lord Well, I just kind of felt like singing. Here, let me let me try this one. Let's try this. This is a song I wrote, and um, it's here again. Where are the words when I need them? But let's see. If I wrote it, how are you going to know I don't know the words? I already know that you don't even know this song. So, but we we're one God people. Let's try this here. The Lord our God is one No other God but He He is the Lord And there is none beside Him And it was He who went to Calvary His name is Jesus no other God but Him. His name is Jesus. And He's the one who saved me from my sin. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Everlasting Father, Mighty God He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father And I and my Father are one His name is Jesus No other God but Him his name is Jesus, and He's the one who saved me from my sin. His name is Jesus, His name is Jesus, neither is there salvation in any other name. For there's none other name whereby we must be saved At the name of Jesus every knee shall bow And at the name of Jesus 
Jesus, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ alone is Lord. There is one God. Jesus, you're the one. Well, I better get down to business here. Just goofing around on my guitar. Pastor Bob, tell it like it is show. I had a good day today. We had our Friendship Sunday, which is a we first Sunday of the month. We try to invite the whole city for a meal. They don't all show up. It's probably good they don't because don't, we'd run out of food. We'd have to start asking to multiply the loaves and fishes, which I guess would be good. <coughs> we, who knows? He did it once. He can certainly do it again. But, boy, did we have the food today. If you uh, live in our area and you want to try our church, that Sunday is designed for you. We, I always tease the church. Even Pastor Bob is going to be nice on that Sunday. I'm going to preach and um, it's always going to be a salvation message just to preach about how to get to Jesus, which we did today. And, and um, so we're, we're, uh, it's a great uh, Sunday to come, first Sunday of every month, Friendship Sunday. We have all kinds of food there after service. Uh, we had vi- visitors again today, even, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't even care if people just show up and eat. I mean, if they miss church, I don't want them to miss church, but if you're a visitor and you just want to get a good meal, First Sunday of the month, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. We're right on Interstate 94. You can't miss us. You can't. You can't. You cannot drive through Dickinson east and west on the interstate and miss us. Uh, we have, you know, beautiful church building. It, it'll seat 500 people. And um, there might be fancier churches in town buildings, but there's none of them that have a better location. I am so thankful that the Elks building sold us, the Elks group sold us their building. Uh, what a, what a, just what a neat thing. And it was good for them too, but just good for us. And, and we um, always have people, I mean, always have people showing up. And, and when I say, how did you find us? We found you, we saw you on the interstate. So um, that was this Sunday. We had our friendship Sunday, which is a meal after church. Uh, the next one will be in December, of course, but, in the meantime, you can come to church anyway, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Pastor Bob um, comes every Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time for the Tell It Like It Is radio show, which you're listening tonight. We've been doing this for, I think, 23 years, something like that, coming up on 23. I always go by the my grandson, or my grandson Abe is 22, and I know that his parents got married right in December when we were first starting the broadcast, and they're going to be married 23 years coming up in December. So that's how I kind of remember how long we've been on the air. Used to be on Saturday nights, and um, we used to be an hour and a half, but we dropped it to an hour on Sunday nights. This is a AM station. It's not a religious station, so they do a lot of sports and a lot of uh, uh, it's uh, oldies rock and roll type stuff here. I didn't want to be on a religious station. I wanted everything about this program to be outreach, and so that's why we're here. But because of that, on Saturday nights, we were preempted many times by ball games of different types. And so we moved to Sunday night, and now outside of every once in a while, we're held up a little bit by something like a, something you've never heard of, like the Super Bowl or something like that. 
Um, other than that, we, we have a kind of an open spot here, Sunday nights, 8.06 Mountain Time. A lot of people are texting me tonight, and thank you so much. Some new people are texting me. Awesome. Glad that you're listening. We're, I want to turn your attention to Isaiah 29. You know what? Let me, let me start here. I, I, uh, today I was so excited to get to the jail because I was at a meeting in Valley City this weekend and a, a man named Brother Tapio was preaching and he was preaching something on Saturday that really kind of, the more he preached it, the more I realized I've got to, I've got to speak about this at the jail. Of course, it's okay to graze in another man's pasture, but you still got to give your own milk and and um, and so I, I studied it out, and I preached this up at the jail today. We had a great crowd there. There's a young man that goes with me there that used to be in the jail. Now he's going back to reach people from the jail. And, boy, they re- he's, he's very effective up there, I believe. But I want to turn your attention to Matthew 16, verses 18 through 19. Now we know, let me just give you a little backdrop on this. They asked, Jesus was asking his disciples, who, who are people saying that I am? And they said, well, some people say that you're a prophet, or some people say that you're Elijah, uh, resurrected. And, and Jesus looked at them and said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in Matthew sixteen eighteen, Jesus said unto Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, he wasn't saying that he was going to build his church on Peter, but on the statement that Peter made, <clears throat> that's what he was saying, that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I know many of you uh, people that know your Bibles know this. <clears throat> but, but he said, I want you to notice this. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church that Jesus was going to build. And then he said this in verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is so interesting to me that that God would give that type of an authority to people. That we would have the authority to whatever things we want to loose here on earth, they, they would be loosed in heaven, and whatever things we want to bind here on earth would be bound in heaven. That That's interesting to me. Notice that authority. Also notice the wording, and the wording of this tonight is where we're going to go with our broadcast. The wording here is not, it doesn't say that hell shall not prevail against the church. It doesn't make it sound like the church is on the defensive it doesn't make it sound like that Jesus was saying, my true church, I just want to encourage you that hell's not going to be able to stop you. That's not the way he worded it, even though that's all true, but that's not the way he worded it. The way he worded it was, he said, the gates of hell, the doors of hell, shall not prevail against the church. Now, doors are not an offensive or off offensive weapon. Doors are a defensive thing. Doors are something that people hide behind to be protected. You know that's you know, that's what doors are for. And so when Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, 
you know, that scripture began to roll around in my mind thinking about going to the county jail today and preaching, which is something we get to do every Sunday. Because I got to thinking, so what is inside the doors to hell that can't stand up against God's church? And the authority that is given to people, not that are related to Peter by blood, or not by some religious organization that claims that Peter was their first pope, but that authority was given to Peter, to the rest of the disciples, and the people that believe and practice the same things that they did. That's how this gospel's been passed on, by the way. It's, it's not been passed on by through an organization but it's been passed on by people that believe the same things that the apostles believed. So, I have the same authority Peter has, that Peter had as long as I'm preaching the same things Peter preached. And because of that, I have the authority to go into the devil's house now, Brother Jones, do you know where I'm going with this yet? Because I'm talking about we went to the jail today. And when we went to the jail, I told these people at the jail that we were able to get Kyle, the young man that goes with us to the jail, we were able to get him out a few years ago out of this place. And we came back today to get you out of here. Now, we're not technically talking about getting you out of jail, out of the jail itself. But what put you in the jail? That's what we came back to get you out of. The gates of hell are that we have no reason to go into the doors of hell for any other reason than to get the treasures out that Satan has. Satan has treasures inside of his house. And these treasures aren't silver and gold because Satan is a spirit and he's not interested in those things. But the treasures that Satan has are people that he have he has taken captive at his will. Those are his treasures. That's how he gets back at God. By getting people trapped into sin or even into demon possession in the most severe cases. And it's up to the church to break down the gates of hell and let's go in and get these people. You know, that's that's what my radio show is on tonight. We're, we're, uh, I think we're going to talk about the gates of hell. I think we'll call it that. But, you know, this, this, this radio show tonight was... Very, my going to the jail and talking to this today, and I'll, I'll tell you about what happened today at our jail service as I go along. But this, this is, um, this is one of the greatest things that we can do is to break into Satan's house and steal the people that he stole and bring them out. Text me tonight, 701 290 
Uh, we've got, just going to give a shout out to different people, uh, uh, Jody and James listening tonight with their family. Good, nice. It was nice to see them this weekend. We have, uh, the, we've got, let's see, um, Brother Griff, Griffith is texting me scripture. Good. Uh, Becky and Luke are listening tonight. Uh, Lori from South Heart are list, is listening. Good to have all you guys tuning in. You can text me 701-290-7862. We're talking about how the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. And just the wording of that realizes that we're supposed to be kicking down these gates. Um, brother, past, uh, mis, uh, minister from Great Falls, Montana, Brother Griffith, texted me, Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give you unto you power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. And that's that uh, we don't have to be when we're going back into Satan's house. We're not going back into Satan's house to have coffee with him. We're not going to back into Satan's house to watch his movies. You know, we're, we're not going back to Satan's house to read his books. 
I, like I say, I don't. There are believers out there that, or at least they say they're believers, and they they go visit Satan for the wrong reason. They get on his pornographic sites. That's all from Satan. You say, well, boy, you're you're making Satan pretty big. I'm just going to tell you, uh, whether you tonight, whether I call it Satan, whether I call it sin, uh, sin is what he uses to destroy people. Sin is what he uses to bind people. It could you could I could say it's the house of sin or the house of Satan, either one. But I'm I'm going to tell you that I'm I have no business going there unless only one reason that we have to go there, and that's to get people out. That's our reason. And, you know, this, even though this program up till now might have sounded like I'm talking to Pentecostal people, and I am, but I'm telling you that if you're in sin and you're in Satan's house, we're coming to help you. We're coming to get you. I told the men and women at the jail today, listen, uh, you know, if I said I'm not preaching to everybody here. There are people in the county jail that can't wait to get out of the county jail because they want to go get high again. I mean, that that's true. I know that. I'm not under some kind of deception. But there are other people there that are so sick of what they've been doing. They are so sick of it that they're looking to get out. Those were the people that Kyle and I went to go talk to today. Those are the ones, you know, they're, they don't think sin is fun anymore. They're trying to find the door to get out, but they can't find it because we've got to kick it in. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We're not breaking into Satan's house to listen to his music. Boy, I'm, I'm just, I got all kinds of things running through my head. You know, I grew up listening to the devil's music. My sister bought me my first Alice Cooper album when I was in ninth grade. Up till then, I'd been listening to Hey, Hey, We're the Monkeys. You know, it, it, you know, I'm not blaming Alice Cooper for messing me up, but I'm telling you, he certainly didn't help me at all. You know, the, I was listening to the devil's music, and I have no desire to listen to it again. When I come into this studio and I get here a little early, this, like I said, this studio has plays oldies, rock and roll songs, the songs that I grew up listening to, and I just turn the volume down and don't listen to them. Because, why? Because I'm not going back to Satan's house to, to visit my old friends and leave them there. Satan's treasures, his trophies are people. Jesus said that the enemy, the thief, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Satan wants you dead. He wants me dead. He doesn't love you. He hates you. Sin is destructive. Everything about sin is bad for you. And so when when preachers like me get on the radio or talk about it in church and say, you need to stay away from sin, people are like, oh, they're trying to control me. They don't want me to have any fun. You know, Christianity's all about control. Men controlling women and people. No, it's not. There's a lady listening to me right now named Jody. She probably used to think that. 
but she sure doesn't anymore. She was she was fried out on meth for years to the point where I don't know if her mom and dad ever thought she could come back. I know they had faith. But she's back now. Somebody kicked in the door of the devil's house and went and got her. And she wanted to get out. And she doesn't want to go back. And if she goes back now, it's only for one reason. And that's to get somebody else out. You see, we don't fellowship with the world in the sense that we want to be like them. We have an ulterior motive when we... Listen, I don't know. How do I say this in a really nice way? But I'm on the radio to influence you. That's why I'm, I'm doing this. I'm not running for a political office, and I don't need your money. I, I don't want your money. You know, we've never asked for money on this program. We never will. Because that's not what I'm doing here. I want to influence you. I, I want to make you tune into the Word of God. That's what I want you to do. See, even this radio show is just one little way that I can kick in the doors to Satan's house. Maybe this radio is is a way, you know, maybe you have been a secret, tell-it-like-it-is listener for years. Is that what you were telling me, Sister Beth? I mean, like, like maybe you've been just in your basement in Dickinson, North Dakota, and every Sunday night you're tuning in, but you're too scared to come to our church. And you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. See, I'm coming after you. I I want to help you escape from sin, from deception, from the devil. The greatest tools the devil has is sin and deception. Those are the greatest tools he has. If he can deceive you to thinking that you're going to heaven when you're not, if he can deceive you to think that sin is actually fun when it's not, yes, there is pleasure in sin for a season. The reason there's pleasure in sin for a season is anything that's new is exciting. But sin can get really old really fast. You know, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And it's not just the people in jail. It's not. You know, he is looking for people that are sick of it. And if you're willing to listen tonight, I can help you. I have, as a believer, the authority to kick in the devil's door. To help you. Because the Bible said the gates of hell is are not going to be able to stop me. So I can kick the devil's door open and come inside. And when I come inside, I'm going to start calling for you. Because you're going to have to come out now. This this doesn't work by me dragging you out. You know, I there there are people that I know, people that I love that are backslidden right now. They've walked away from God. Too many that I know. Uh, we've got a good church, and there's a lot of faithful people, but 
if you're gonna if you're in this business very long, you're gonna realize not everybody makes it, or at least they're not making it right now. And the most frustrating thing is, if you don't want it, no matter what I do, I can't get you out of Satan's house. All I do then is pray that you just become miserable in there. If you're a backslider listening to me tonight, and I know you, and I know you well, and you are listening tonight, some of you are. My prayer for you, I just want you to know this, is God, make them miserable in sin. So you'll get sick of being in Satan's house, just like the prodigal son got sick of being away from home. He did. He got sick of it. He was done. Like like uh, one of the greatest testimonies of the backslider is when they just are done with sin, like we're done. I'm going back to God, going back to church. I'm getting right with God. I love it. So does God, by the way. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And, I'll, and I will be a father unto you. You shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We'll kick the door in, but you got to come out. We'll kick the door in, and we'll come inside looking, but if you hide, you know, and you don't want to come out, we're going to find somebody else that does. You know, the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickens, we're after everybody. I told our church today that um, the day that I quit believing that people can change, I know I say it all the time, that's the day I'm going to quit being a pastor. That's the day I'm going to quit doing the radio show, going to the jail, because what's the point? I believe people can change. I believe with all my heart. You can believe whatever you want. You can you can be disillusioned. You can be scarred. You can be bitter. You can be whatever. But when the sinner turns around and wants to come home, I don't want to be like the elder brother wondering why God wants them back home after what they've done. I, I want to be... I want to have the heart of the Father. When he was a long ways off, he ran out to greet him. You know, this this program tonight is not just to get us going to break down the, the gates of hell, but it's to let the people that know that live there, we're here, we're coming, we want you. But you got to come out. You know, you got to come out. Revelation 18.4 said, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. What's God doing? He's calling out people. Come out of her, my people. You know what that tells me? That God's got some people in the devil's house. 
He's got people in the devil's house. You know, this, this, uh, and, and he's saying to those people, come out of her, my people. You're driving home tonight from the bar in Dickinson, North Dakota. Like, I'm just shooting in the dark here. I'm not saying this is the voice of prophecy, but you're driving home from the bar and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're hearing this voice on the radio says, come out of her, my people. Come out of that lifestyle. Come out of that prison. Come out of that addiction. And I want you to come to the New Life Pentecostal Church. This Wednesday night is our next service, 730. There's people there that want you there. God wants you there. But do you want to be there? You know, I wrote this song years ago based on like Revelation 18.4, Come Out Over My People. It's, it's based on the fact that the word church in the Bible, the ecclesia, uh, it, it means the holy ones, the separated ones. One of the things it means is the called out ones. So I have this picture of God standing, you know, with one foot on the world, with his hands cupped, and he's saying, come on, come on. And he's calling us out of the devil's house. I got a call one evening many years ago. It's been about 44. From someone who I didn't know real well. Asked if I was ready to come out from among them. He told me he would save my soul from hell. And I was called out, called out to be holy, called out, called out of this world, called out. New life lay before me, I was called out to Him. Well, my life was full of sin when Jesus called me in. He had a plan to wash those sins away. Baptized in Jesus' name in the apostolic way, His blood washed away each stain and I was called out called out to be holy called out called out of this world called out a new life lay before me I was called out to him but it didn't seem to me I could live in victory He had a plan so I could do that too I spoke in other tongues when the Holy Ghost came in The gift He gave to me He'll give to you Gift of the Holy Ghost I was called out called out to be holy called out 
called out of this world, called out. A new life lay before me, I was called out to Him. He's calling you out today. He's calling you out of this world. He's calling you out of the devil's house. And you say, well, I can't find my way out. Well, we're kicking in the door tonight. We're screaming in that you've got to repent of your sins. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's just the beginning steps of getting out of Satan's house. You know, um, what's neat about this radio show tonight is I'm not just telling you what the Bible says. It happened to me, and it happened to a lot of my friends. It happened to a lot of the people that I pastor in our church. You know, uh, it's it is so encouraging to me. Some of the, even some of the people texting me. There's a a girl named Lori from South Hart that's texting me tonight. I mean, God called her out. A very interesting history of being in the Navy and and um, just, you know, all over the world. I mean, all kinds of experiences. But God called her out. She ran into this Acts 2.38 message. Changed her life. Now she's impacting others. Reaching others. You know, this... this uh, this, like I say, this is not just a, a Bible study of, of what a hypothetical situation. You know, it's not. Revelation 22 and 17, which is one of my, I say stuff like this all the time, but one of my favorite verses, actually, Revelation 22, 17. If I didn't have a thing to preach about and you surprised me, uh, that would be one scripture I would go to and just preach about it. Because I can preach Revelation twenty two seventeen that one verse, I bet I could talk for an hour on it without even thinking. Well, I put a lot of thought into it in the past. But Revelation 22, at the very, very end of the Bible, one of the last verses of the Bible, <coughs> it says this, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You know, I love this verse. And in the light of what I'm talking about is we're coming in. The gates of hell, we're kicking them in. You know, uh, the reason that we're on the radio tonight, the reason I do this, certain thankful, thank Leah, Zach, listening, man, I, I love that when you tell me you're listening. I, that encourages me, and I'm glad you're listening, and I hope you get something out of this radio show, but you've got to know that the reason I do this program is because we're trying to find people. We're, we're trying to reach people. Satan's trophies are people. Sin's trophies are people. If you're still alive, you're not dead, I'm reaching for you. If you're dead, it's too late. You're not even listening to the program. Of course not. 
the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Who's the Spirit? Well, that's God himself. You know, the native folks say that God is the great Spirit. Well, I agree with them. I do. God is the great Spirit. There's only one God. He's not a person. He's a Spirit. God the Father is a Spirit. He's not a man. God the Father, the Spirit, is the Holy Spirit. They're the same Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just another way of saying God the Father. And the Bible said that God was in Christ bringing the world back to himself. Who? God the Father was in Christ. And that's why Jesus, who was truly a man, could look at people and say, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because he was the visible image of the invisible God. That's why he would make wild statements like, I and my Father are one. The Spirit says, come. God is calling you. You have not done something so bad he doesn't want you. If you don't get right with God, you can go to hell. You really can. But I'm telling you, it's going to be over his dead body. He he doesn't want you to go to hell. The Spirit says, come. But the Spirit is not the one that kicks the door in. Did you hear that? Did you hear me? God's not the one doing kicking the doors in. It's his church that does that. It's us here. He uses people to reach people. If you're waiting for an angel to come, say, well, Pastor Bob, I'll believe it when I see an angel. You could wait for a long time. Because his standard uh, operation, his standard uh, way of doing things is he sends people to people to tell them, come on out. The Spirit says come, and the bride says come. We're the bride. We're the church. God wants you. We want you. I don't care who you are. You know, on this show, you've heard me preach about all kinds of sin, pornography, homosexuality, adultery, uh, you know, you, drug addiction, uh, deception, lying, you know, uh, violence, uh, you know, you, you've heard me preach it all. I mean, you, you, you know, you've heard me preach about perversion and, and all these things. And maybe you get this idea, we don't want you. <laughs> we want you. I don't care who you are. Our church doesn't I told the guys at the jail, if you show up at our church, don't be ashamed that you met me in the jail. Our church isn't going to care about that. You don't have to whisper to me, oh yeah, hey, remember me, Pastor Bob, I met you at the jail. No, you don't have to worry about that. You don't, because the we're part of the bride that's saying, come on, come on, come on out. The Bible says the Spirit says come. The bride says come. And then it says this, if you're listening, he that heareth, come. Are you listening to me tonight? You know, are you are you that one that's been the closet, tell it like it is, listener? 
You know, that I'm somehow I've been your connection to God. The next step is up to you. You know, I can show you to look where to look, but you've got to you got to come out. I can tell you what to do, but you got to do it. You know, why am I tonight? Why I mean, is this is this maybe God's directing you? I feel like I'm talking to I feel like I'm having a conversation with somebody here. And I'm on the radio. I can't see your faces. But I feel like I'm talking to you and God's using me to talk to you that his church has the power to break down the doors of sin and hell and and through the smoke and the haze if you just listen to the voice calling come on this way you'll hear a voice behind you say this is the way walk ye in it i think that's in the book of isaiah god's saying come his church is saying come now you need to come Because if you come, you can take of the water of life freely. And it says this, whosoever will can come. Whosoever won't, well, you predestinationists out there, I don't know what you do with Revelation 22.17. Whosoever will. Let him take of the water of life freely. That means if you want it, you can have it. Oh, wow, I just, for some reason, I just feel like something's happening here. I'm not just trying to be spooky or goofy, but something's happening. You know, you know, this this idea that I I don't know, you know, I've heard people say, you know, I went to church and they were all judging me and they were all looking down on me because of my past. I don't know what church you went to, but it wasn't our church. And it might have been just in your head anyway, but it wasn't us. You see, when Satan, you know, He's real, and sin is real, and sin is destructive, and it is attacking me. It's attacking my family. It just about took me out when I was young with my drug addiction problem. But you know what? Satan and sin, you can mess with the wrong person. In Second in Corinthians, I love this. I'm, I'm running out of time, but whatever. Second Corinthians seven eleven. He's talking about repentance, godly sorrow, and then this is what he said: repentance and godly sorrow. He said, "What carefulness it wrought in you! What clearing of yourselves! Yea, what indignation! Yea, what fear! Yea, what vehement desire! Yea, what zeal!" And then he said something that's very interesting to me: "Yea, what revenge!" What, revenge? What do you mean, God's people taking revenge? Don't you let God do that? Who's he talking about? He's talking about revenge against what Satan did to you. 
Brother Mark, do you believe that? Brother Mark just texted me a scripture. If our gospel be hid, 2 Corinthians 4 and 3, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, should shine into them. Wow. Boy, that verse fit. See, Satan's main tools are deception and sin. And how do we fight it? We fight it with the power of God that can overcome sin and the word of God that can give us the truth. That's how we fight it. Satan, sometimes you've messed with the wrong person. You know, there. yes, if you are in this thing very long, you're going to realize you're in a battle. You're going to realize that. Oh, man, I'm out of time here. Let's see. I should sing another song. Here, I'll try. I'll try it. Do I know the words to this one? Uh, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. Wednesday night is our next service, 730. Sunday mornings at 10, Sunday school, 11 is our worship service. We have churches in the area. We have one in Bowman, North Dakota, which is... 75 miles to the southwest, that Pastor Seth Springer's the pastor there. They have church on Wednesday nights at 7.30, Sunday mornings, I think at 10.30. I should have this written down. In Beach, the House of Prayer Church is right there on kind of on the main street of Beach next to Family Dollar. They have church Tuesday nights at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 10 or 10.30. Uh, we have a church in Beulah. We've got a church in Newtown, Williston, Bismarck, Mandan, uh, Minot, all churches all over this area. And so we can get you to the right place. But we are today taking back the land that Satan stole. Let's try this. We are an army. Yeah, I can get that. We're marching hand in hand, taking back the land that Satan stole. We are an army, we're marching hand in hand, together we will stand for our Lord. Why don't you come and join us? We are an army, we're marching hand in hand, taking back the land that Satan stole. We are an army. We're marching hand in hand, together we will stand for our Lord. And Lord Jesus, tonight I pray for our listening audience. God, I ask you to have your way in their life. God, build their faith, help them to realize that they're not trapped, that uh, that your church is kicking in the doors tonight to the gates of hell, and that if they'll listen and follow your voice, that they can get out of there and stay out of there until they're strong enough to go back for the only reason, and that's to get somebody else out of there. Just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. We're thankful, Lord, to you. Hey, thanks for listening to the radio show tonight. God bless. Um, thank you for all your texting. I didn't even check my emails. Shame on me. I'll do that. Um, but we should be back, Lord willing, next Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time. God bless.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.